Alrighty, we are recording. Hello and welcome to the Wild Horseman Podcast, where we troll the depths of the streaming services for movies with the most epic deaths. I'm Tom. I'm Witty. And I'm Ollie. And we open a on today's episode we open a book of pure evil, and damn have we paid the price for it. We have just finished watching Evil Dead, the 2013 remake of the 80s classic and holy fucking shit, that's a movie. Uh, Horseman, give us a plot summary. Mate, um, you've basically got uh, a ritualistic horror kill fucking fest. Holy shit is right. Um, Nothing holy was going on in this fucking cabin in the woods, though, I'll tell you that much. Basically, five, uh, we figured it was probably mid to late 20-somethings, have travelled to an isolated cabin owned by the brother and sister of the five, uh, the sister is a withdrawing, we believe, heroin addict. She's allegedly gone with her friends before without her brother to another place to try and kick the habit. So they brought her here with her brothers uh, come along to help. Mum's recently died. They're traumatized. Very quickly, uh, you know, she's gone through withdrawals and they discover a very grisly scene in the, uh, the basement of their cabin. Um, concerned, they obviously are worried about the drug withdrawing fiend, uh, etc. And another guy finds a book and starts to read from it when he really shouldn't. Whether he's made to, I'm not 100% sure. When I was watching that, I was like, is he getting conned by the devil? I don't know what's happening. But I think it was just, you know, interest of it that he had in the book. And uh, he sets about um, some fucking absolute <laughs> fuckery. That's for all I can say, mate. Yeah, I don't think he's made to read the book. I think because in the book, someone's written the warnings. I think it's that don't read it, don't say it, don't hear it. The book literally says, don't open the book. <laughs> So he's a dick re- and then don't read the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what he does is he scribbles down, he like to, to, to find the words on pieces of paper and then he says those words individually and he kicks off some real fucking uh, end of the world shit. Yeah. No, it's a um, very different movie to what we've done in the past. It's uh, We focused a lot on zombies and mass murder and this was more of a possession devil horror flick. A bit different, but pretty intense. Just Just full-blown gore, really. Actually, I'll tell you what, really well-filmed movie. I know. Like, obviously, we'll keep the action and the gore of it, but um, put together well, right? Oh. All looked good. Pacing was insane. I mean, it starts off at a bit of a slow pace, but it built well and, you know, he finished hard down the back straight. No, but what I'm saying is um, it was the pacing was good and effectively, it, once it gets going, it doesn't fucking stop. There is a lot of gore. There's a lot of really good jump scares. I mean, I think I said, oh, my God, about six times in the first 11 minutes of this movie. Um, and... Pre-credit madness. I really wanted to make a point about that because nearly every movie we do, there isn't anything before the credits that we're like, fuck, what's going to happen here? Starts off like there's a girl walking around and she gets fucking etc. you know. Daddy, what is that? Take me home. Please. Oh, we're so loud, you pathetic fuck! That's all before the fucking credits, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, it really gets you going straight off the bat. Right off the bat. Great stuff, though. Great stuff. Yeah. So, so to, to set the scene, uh, as Ollie mentioned, uh, open young girl walking through the woods. It's scary as fuck. Uh, there's something scurrying around, hunting her, chasing her. Uh, cut to hill, hillbilly, creeps up behind her, uh, bag over the head, knocks her out. Takes her to this creepy-ass cabin. There is uh, dead cats strung up. No animals were hurt in the making of this movie. Dead cats strung up in a ritualistic way. Um, God, hillbillies were actually chanting. Believe it or not, that was actually Turkish. The oh, language. really? Yeah. Oh, I thought so, it was just gobbledygook. Yeah, so it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was actually Turkish. Um, there's an old lady with a, a book that looks like it's made of skin. She is reading things out of it whilst this young girl is chained to a post. Anyway, out comes, it turns out out comes her dad and uh, he's just about to set her on fire. Uh, they're sacrificing her because she's been possessed. Uh, and then they do that. They do exactly that. They, they light her on fire. Yeah. Cut to our, our tweens now making their way out into the uh, wilderness. We're not really given an impression of how long ago that was though, are we? Like it's not like it's not The way the time. dad's dressed though is the only key. Because the hillbillies and the old lady who are chanting, they look like some shit out of the 1600s. But the dad's wearing a white collar work shirt, like a business shirt. Yeah. And and modern glasses. Yeah. Like he's bespectacled. And he blows her away with a Remington. And he blows her head off with a fucking Remington. They, so when when the the next crew rock up, the main crew that we obviously see throughout the movie, they say that they can still smell burnt hair and the post is still charred and obviously the dead cats are still there, tied up, uh, strung so, up. So, so you're always talking like a matter of maybe days. That this was going down. Oh, I, I don't. It's it's one when when you get a movie with with supernatural in it, time I don't think really matters <laughs> so much. That's true. Well, well, the cats would eventually stop smelling. Yeah, they would. They you know, they get they blow get like um fly maggot blown. Yeah, yeah fly blown maggots all that jazz decay and fuck how long oh, I will say as well. Uh, for humans, the conditions of the fucking, you know, like what I'm saying is the um, the dog obviously picks something up. Uh, Grandpa's a dog's name. Um, he picks something up early on. But at the same time, if it's shit cold and something's below a house, like a dead rat, you don't smell anywhere near as badly as the baking heat. So they don't pick up on it straight away. But if it's stank enough, you would, you know, it's in that decomposing state, I guess. But can I ask you guys, one thing I, I didn't write this down, but I, I wanted to ask straight away was, those people that have had that ritual go down in this house have nothing to do with these people, do they? No, it just so it happens to be the same cabin. You know, what yeah, I'm yeah. I think it's, I think it's the devil has possessed their daughter, and they're getting the devil out of in this the girl's girl. cabin. In, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know because the, the cabin belongs to the family of uh, Mia and David, the brother and sister who are mm. there. So is that their grandfather? Or is, it just, or is it just completely unrelated? Maybe that's what their mum went through. Look, that that is, yeah, that's that's really not well explained because like, is the dad hanging out with hillbillies or is she actually a hillbilly? Or is it four hundred years ago and the dad has a modern shirt? A <laughs> <laughs> gun's pretty old, you know. It's like that gun would have been around a long time, but he he presents it as a modern father. I'm like, oh, if I would have done, you know, and killed his daughter. I don't know. Looks yeah. like some kind of wall. But he said they're speaking Turkish. Yeah, well, the curse is in Turkish. Actually, it might be it might be Welsh. Uh, I, I looked it up. And said, <laughs> uh, no, look, there was two languages written down. I think I think they said oh, it was originally Turkish, and they actually made it Welsh, which is um, a little bit. Oh, I mean, make up a gibberish language, yeah. you know, because then all the Welsh people would be going like, "What the fuck?" 
Yeah. But also, you can use any language you want in these movies. It's going like, and now, you know, you'll return to the fires of where you came from. It doesn't matter what language, as long as you're not saying that the Turkish or the Welsh believe this shit, you know what I mean, without due research. So it could be an actual language. We'd have to have a look. Yeah, well, that's anyway. fair enough. But um, yeah, anyway, moving on from the opening scene, this <laughs> is a lot of movie to cover. Um, anyway, yeah, so the, the main character of the movie is Mia um, and uh, her brother David takes her out to the family cabin with a group of friends to essentially help her to dry out from uh, what we assume heroin addiction. Uh, and that's when uh, shit starts popping off. Yeah, yep. and pop off it does. I mean, there's there's some pretty uh, fucking hectic gore before that probably even stop you in the tracks more than some of the deaths, but God damn, there is some death. Now, before we go any further, this is definitely 100% not for anyone who's under 18 years old, not for anyone who hasn't got a fucking solid stomach, and not for anyone who doesn't like genuine horrors. It's just trying to scare you. It's trying to fuck your brain. So be aware, big horse, take it from here. It was a highly anticipated movie when it came out in 2013 i mean let's before we get into the gore and stuff which i think we can all agree is a straight out 10 in this movie ten out of absolutely 10. brilliant the um this comes from the brains of the very highly regarded sam Raimi, who made the spider-man movies he also made um and was a producer in the evil dead the originals he was director of the evil dead 2 and army of darkness um the director of this movie is fede alvarez who directed don't breathe and well, good movie the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which we did earlier. Yeah, 22. Uh, right. Yeah. Wait, so damn. he's up there with one of our favorites. Absolutely. Um, and the other guy who's involved, Rado Sayangnez, uh, also Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Don't Breathe. So these guys come from a pedigree of, I mean, Sam Rami is a, a famous and well-credentialed director and he's part, he owns, as far as I can tell, he owns the, the story of Evil Dead because it always says, like in, in all the credits for all the Evil Dead movies, Army of Darkness, this one, um, the TV show, Ash vs. Evil Dead, and in Evil Dead Rises, it says from the, sto- the story from Sam Raimi. So I think he either Probably originally came up the, with it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Creative freedoms with it anyway. Yeah. And, him. It's bril- like, yeah, brilliantly done. Good, like, clearly had a good budget. Good, um, fairly, I mean, pretty good actors. That kind of got going at the end. Like there was, they got the job. Look, they got the job done. It's a little bit stale to start with. With some of the, yeah. like, um, my man there with the blonde hair, Eric. Eric. Um, I, I wrote him down as blonde Jesus. Uh, I didn't know if they were trying to be symbolic with that particular guy. He um starts off as a bit of a gimp actor. I thought, oh, this guy's very fucking B grade, you know. And the other the rest of the cast was like, um, they were doing their bit. But he actually, they all surge into this really good effort of acting when they're possessed and, mm. and they're going from one mood to another and they're fucking hurting themselves pretty bad. So I, I'll give them fair play. But I mean, let's, I'll throw it out to you guys. We're going with fucking staunch B-grade, this movie. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah. It's got the king of B-grade is in it, Bruce Campbell. And you, you may well remember Bruce Campbell from uh, Army of Darkness. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. <laughs> I love that shit. If you don't, if you guys haven't seen the movie that that's in, you to go and check out Army of Darkness. It's fucking good. Yeah. But uh, he's only in it at the end. Yeah. But yeah. the only reason I say that that clearly makes it B grade because he is the he's quite highly often regarded as the king of B grade. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah right. 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 Yeah. So yeah, I think this is a, this is a strong B grade movie. Good budget. It's obviously. I think it has a cult following. It seems that there's like there was I think the whole franchise is heavily followed. Yeah, because yeah. they've made games about it. There's TV shows. There's now four movies, yep. and a fifth one is coming out. Witty. Well, uh, fifth one coming out the, this year. I hope it hasn't already been released. We've missed it. 
maybe, but I think it's only on HBO Max to start with, which we don't have in Australia. Um, but I think um, the point the point I was going to make was that um, this is a remake. It seems to be a remake of the the Evil Dead, but this well, I think is- this is is a reboot because. This movie, along with so many others, I mean, back in 2015, we went and saw Terminator Genesis, for example. Uh, completely different kind of movie, action movie. Everyone was like, oh, the new Terminator. But really, it rebooted the Terminator and all the other stuff. I think this movie is just to get the franchise cranking again. They're going to reintroduce old mate in, from it sounds like into the next one that's possibly already out or coming out. It's a retake. They're borrowing Sam Raimi's creative license to do it. I think, I think it's a reboot of the... Um, of the series because it's slightly different as opposed to a remake. Yeah, okay. So same sort of um, IP but just different, totally different reimagining. Yeah, different reimagining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the original Evil Dead's, you know, were a bit more zombie, you know, zombie-esque and, and shit like that and obviously the Army of Darkness stuff, there is a bit of possession and stuff going on but this this is much more similar I reckon to like a very much more gory Exorcist movie. Mm. You know, like if you've seen the original Exorcist or the exorcism of Emily Rose and shit like that, that's the kind of psychology they're going for and they piled in the Evil Dead gore. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just got wrapped up looking at... Um, it's not. Uh, it just. It's a continuance of evil, of the Evil Dead uh, movies. Oh, so yeah. it doesn't say it's a reboot or anything like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. shit. I mean, it's been... What? Um, Army of Darkness came out in 1992, so it's been 30 years since the last of the Evil Dead movies came out. So they've waited a while. Yeah. To make it, and I did. I read. I watched a couple of interviews with um, um, Fe, uh, Fede Alvarez and with Bruce Campbell, and they basically said the, the part of the reasoning behind making this movie was they there's a lot of demand for another one, and they thought let's do it properly with a big budget and get the get the special effects right and get like I think um, Bruce used the example of there's a there's a scene in Evil the Evil Dead where you can see the hose. On next to the mouse when someone vomits, like you can actually see the garden hose. <laughs> and he's like, let's do it without the garden hose in the shot. So I think like this was a chance for them to really fair enough, make fair a enough. really good movie. And they did like 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 you said, plenty of jump scares, heaps of Shit, gore. scary jump scares, yeah. actually. And if you don't like possession movies, don't watch this movie. No. Nah. Yeah. There's some yeah, some pretty hectic shit by way of possessions. But mm. can I ask you two then, outside of deaths, what's your favorite gore in this movie? I actually found, I wrote down six things. Yeah, I found the um the gore to be like the actual injury gore to be more unsettling than the deaths. Like Do you guys want to name what fucked you up the most? <laughs> yeah, there's some, pretty, there's some pretty bad ones. So I reckon my my one is when um, possessed Mia, who is catches Natalie, who's the blonde girl down the stairs, and cuts her own tongue lengthwise <laughs> by licking a blade. Yeah. That is, to me, I can feel it. I can feel it in my yeah. mouth. I, I just genuinely like, re- re-reacted to that. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, really yeah. unsettling that for me. That was sting. I was just sick of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Witty? I'm going to have to go with uh, Olivia um, taking a, a shard of glass to her own face. Oof, sorry yeah. for listeners if you're picturing this. It's worse when you watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, cutting her own face up. Yeah. And then Eric slipping on that, which <laughs> yeah, is kind of funny. funny. <laughs> that's pretty fucking good, actually. Yeah. Uh, mine is, again, a third. I mean, and there's more than this, peeps, out there. When you watch this or if you just want to watch YouTube, if you can't handle horror of this extremity, there is a lot of gore. Mine is actually how well did the shot of the crowbar through the hand. That oh, fucked okay. my mind because it's just like split his hand. Your hand, Billy. It's split open. His name's not Billy. But anyway, 
that was very, very gory. Very like tied in with the, the, the tongue slice is it's so cringeworthy. But I wanted to add that one in there because there's three really well fucking arm the arm yeah there's two more I mean there's arm with the electric carving knife where where Natalie cuts her own arm off and then um, gets her arm shot off with a shotgun and then there's the very in the very final scene where Mia pulls her own arm apart to get it out from being trapped under a car like it is machete across the old knee even yeah even like just fucking real it's just (laughs) they just got it right like and I think I think a lot of that comes down to the like the actors reacting to them inflicting pain on themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's just, yeah, like, it is, like, if we had a time again, I wouldn't have eaten dinner. Yeah. No, yeah, Re- yeah, regretting yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there is some, um, we, we talked about some problems with this movie as well, of course. Every, every movie has um, some problems that, you know, we, we look at them and go, how did they even get, like, um, <laughs> how did that even happen? But, uh, well, I'll, I'll give you the first one we all we all noted was um, they get to the house, they find that room, and no one decides to call the authorities or a room even send full of out dead cats, a room yeah. full of dead cats. It stinks. There's fucking blood everywhere. Mm. Possibly not cat blood. They don't know. How could they? No one leaves the house. No one makes a phone call. No one sends two of them in the car, not the recovering drug addict, but maybe two others because they have two vehicles to go and find help. Fuck off. Yeah, you yeah. definitely would. That's that's a big. Hang on. Yeah. They find so in 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 order of events. Eric, wait, they get in there, they find the book first, right? Or do they find the cellar first? Their book's in the cellar. Book's in the cellar. But, I mean, but book's even before they see, they find the cellar, they go into the cabin and it is like in, like, you could never stay there. Yeah, yeah it's there. It is moldy but... and rank yeah. and you'd be like, and someone had already broken in and left a crowbar on the ground. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so to set the scene, uh, they're out in the woods to drive Mia off the drugs. Um, she keeps complaining that she can smell something. Um, this is very early days them being there. Uh, they remove a rug from the ground to find a trapdoor covered in blood. So, firstly, <laughs> like you know, a question I was going to ask, but it's just too blatant. Is is there any point that you would leave? And that's just you just leave straight you away. Leave, yeah, you leave, yeah, right yeah. Then, so yeah. then, or at least two people leave to go and get help, or attempt to, or you call someone. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. trapdoor covered in blood. There's a smell. Well, you know what? We should just go into da- down into the cellar to see what what it is. You know, it could be go down there. They find um, the cat strung up, the burnt post, um, this satanic book wrapped in a bin and wrapped up in barbed wire. Yeah. If anything so, says don't read this book, it's a book wrapped in barbed wire, made yeah. from human skin. So basically, this book has got like a folklore about uh, a satanic being called the the abomination. That's what they called the thing at the end. Uh, oh, okay. Just sort of ruined a little bit, but so basically, it's the, it's saying that uh, it, it possesses people, and that leads us to how all these gory things happen. Um, Mia gets possessed, and then she gets hectic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sure <laughs> does. Right. It does get, get super hectic. hectic. You are all going to die tonight. Yeah, literally. The basically the devil has to take five souls to make the sky rain blood, yeah, or and something. A thing we've seen in Ghost Ship. I need yeah. to take thirty six souls. Yeah, he just does that on a more extreme level in that movie. Yeah, that's true. Actually, like he's got yeah. Well, but soul but, taking for resurrection is a big thing in, in the in fucking Go- in Ghost Ship. Though, isn't he an agent of of the devil, and he has to get a certain amount of souls to get 
to become freer. But I think yep. it is. The, I think it's supposed to be the devil. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's definitely a soul collection thing to free to become alive again himself. Right. And this is obviously a much more extreme version and very different version of that. Like it's gone off to much more cult shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No one would go to a ship. But anyway, fuck go ship. Anyway. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it's cool. It's cool. It is cool. And um, I know Witty's got some fun facts for this movie yeah, uh, because uh, there's, there's a few. Um, the, the only ones I knew was that, that um, in an interview, Jane Levy, who plays Mia, said that they didn't use any CGI. Um, what? And the whole movie was shot chronologically. So they started... Surely this- that fire at the start CGI, but if not, that's awesome. Yeah. And they, st- they shot the whole thing in order because they didn't want to have to reset any of the scenes if there was blood that did, shouldn't have been there or... So once something once something was destroyed, it was destroyed for the rest of the movie. So they couldn't have any um, um, continu- errors. yeah con- continuance yeah. errors. Um, that's and, cool. That's cool. And the other one was that the scene where she gets buried in the um, in the sand or the, in the snow or the dirt at the end. Um, <laughs> they actually filmed that over several days, and she had a bag on her head with a bit of hose oh. in it so that she could breathe because they wanted to get it right. And so, Fuck. yeah, I mean. Fair play to the uh, commitment. Meant to me and the actor, it's like, okay, final day, hardest day. This is where we put a bag over your head and you lie in the, in a, in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, man. An actual plastic bag with a piece of hose. Like, yeah. you know, your arm's going to be trapped by dirt. So if anything goes wrong, well, you go, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get the shot. Get back in. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, look, um, there. I mean, there's fun facts that are sort of sp- spaced across all the movies. Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. And this one. So one that I thought was really cool um, was it's actually uh, relevant for the original as well. Um, the original cabin that they filmed Evil Dead 1 in uh, was actually featured in this movie, although it wasn't the cabin that we saw. So it was uh, just another cabin in the woods along the way. Oh, but something about really? it, Yeah, actually. Do you um, know what part of the movie? I'm trying to recall myself. Yeah, no, I don't. yeah, right. They said that it, it, it's it's shown. I was thinking maybe, well, it couldn't be the shed because the shed's too small. Um, and they yeah. do use the shed an awful lot. Yeah, they yeah exactly right. So it must be a bit bigger. But anyway, the original cabin was actually uh, built by someone for them to live in it. Um, the reason why they chose to to film there was because that no one was living there hadn't for a long time, and the reason was. The guy who built it himself, as soon as it was complete, he died in the house. Oh, that's So you're filming the evil dead about people getting massacred in a house where a guy died. (laughs) And um, I think it goes on to say like when they're in the house, they, it had a terrible smell and it was sending like the crew nuts. They're like, this is actually messing with them. Fuck. That's that's heavy. Yeah, man. And cool. Hey, look, um, uh, like pretty original um, acting performance because you already are shitting yourself. Yeah, packing your dags. So, um, a couple, couple of smaller ones. Uh, no, not a lot, if if any CGI used in this. So, um, which is kind of good. Like it's keeping it original, right? A lot of um old prosthetic limbs, like those arms getting ripped off and stuff. That was pretty. That was good. Mm. Yeah. There, yeah. Look, that that stuff with CGI, even the highest quality cgi you can tell and that stuff is genuine dummies genuine corn syrup mixed with stuff fucking pack it in there make it look real and you know like tom said for contingency without error they've obviously waited to do these scenes because they're the kind of scenes that can fuck up a set big time or it won't work or whatever and they're cool they're they're pretty fucking sick to be honest 
Absolutely. Yeah. Blood packs make a big difference. And they hold n- no punches are pulled. You get a f- front row seat to a tongue getting sliced by a blade, Ooh. to an arm getting cut off by a carving knife, mm. and to the final death, which we'll get to at some point. Not quite yet because <laughs> no. it is probably the best death we've seen on this podcast. It's, it's fucking yeah. up there. It's gnarly. Um, but yeah, there's just it's just fantastic. Um, I think the best thing about these fun facts is the probably just how real or like authentic the, the making of the movie was. It makes you appreciate it. Like no CGI. Um, all those were makeup and prosthetics, and they were realistic. Like mm, yeah, fuck, fuck man. yeah, man. They were realistic. Um, creepy cabin where the dude died. That's pretty great. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the scene we all remember it where Mia starts vomiting blood all over Olivia. Oh yep, yep, yeah. Well, they said that it's real vomit. What? Which I do question because it was like projecting out of her on cue. So isn't that some sort of ethical violation? Yeah. As well? Also, it looks a lot like baked beans. Yeah. Like, you uh, could see the baked beans. But maybe she hurled it out of her mouth. That's still maybe, vomiting something. Maybe, like, at the end, she accidentally vomited on her. <sighs> Look, Whack. I've had projectile vomit sometimes, but not at that extreme <laughs> yeah, but power. But, it's, but it's, so, <laughs> it's so, like, precise. Yeah. It looks like it's coming out of a like, It always looks like it's coming out of a hose. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, last one. Um, final scene. Uh, there's a shit ton of blood <laughs> raining down from the sky. Yeah. It's real. What? As in, they she, yeah. Who? Like human blood? No. Oh man. fuck, Jesus, fuck. Do, do, do you mean? Do you mean like Red Cross would bloody be still them? <laughs> do you mean real blood? As in, they actually had like sprinklers and they were sprinkling down corn syrup mixed with stuff, or they actually got like pig blood and rained so it down. For the entirety of this movie, they went through fifty gallons of blood. Yeah, real blood, or said, that's what I said. Fifty. So okay. Well, I'm hey. assuming it's okay. It's not. Sorry, folks, it's fucked up that we assume this is human blood. But when people say blood, that's where your mind goes. No, no, if it, mate, it's not going to be human blood. No, 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 no. But if it's animal blood, that's still whack. Yeah. That's still hardcore commitment. 50 litre. Also, I don't know where you get that from. No, it must have been. Well, it'd have to, you could probably know, source just, it yourself. They're in New Zealand. There's lots of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Sheep, mate. Sheep, yep. Um, I don't know. That's crazy, man, if that's true. And how? Yeah, how? no, I think it might. Oh, well, <laughs> This movie's upsetting enough as it is. Panic attack, panic attack. <laughs> um, That's a fucking awesome fact. We yeah. we we'll, we can well, see Big W is also he, he's going to fucking he's, fu- he's furiously he's furiously yeah. typing. He's, he's going to figure it out. We'll carry on for a second because yeah. we need an answer right um, there, hombre. All right, so let's get into the debts, mate, and let's we'll work work our way through because there is only by my count there's only eight and seven or eight deaths, including. Well, do you have the final count, Witty? If can I have a guess because I'm so shit. <laughs> At this, that even in this movie, I should be able to get it right. Right. What do, we- do you have the answer to the final death count? Yeah. Okay. Tom's had a guess, basically. But I'm going to try. I could probably do. I'm so fucking shit at maths. But here we go. <laughs> There's five people dead because the girl that dies, we're counting. Yep. She comes back to life. So we're going to count that? Yeah. Brother's dead. Everyone's dead. So if those five well, die, yep, yep, yep. Satan, let's call him Satan, dies at the end. Yep. The girl at the start Tied to the post is dead. Yep. So it's seven. And then Grandpa the dog. Going with seven. Yourself? I'm going with eight with Grandpa the dog. Going with eight. Seven and eight. Well, they're counting it at nine. 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 Let's count them off. So the... 
possessed teenage girl first scene. Yep. And yep. we just sort of explained what's going on. Yep. Which they've referred to as a deadite, which is a uh, the evil dead um, lingo. I don't know. It, they okay. call they call people possessed deadites. Right. There All you right. go. Fair enough. Um, one, she's she's gone. Olivia, head mm-hmm. bashed in yep. toilet seat. Are we ruining the deaths by doing this? No, just count them out. Yep. Yeah, cool. Um, Deadite Olivia. Yep. So that's two. Um, Natalie. Yep. Hang on a tick. They're counting Olivia and then they're counting her as a zombie. Ah, uh, no. No, that doesn't count. What the hell? No. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> okay. it's eight. It's eight. Okay, okay. sick. It's, eight it's, it's, the, it's the girl at the start, grandpa the dog, Olivia, Natalie, Eric, David, Mia, and the devil. I'll go with that. So I was wrong again, folks. Wrong again. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, I was wrong again. So for some reason, they've got on the list of counting them as people and then as zombies. Look, it is but a they, death. I mean, the person dies, they come back to life. At yeah, the same they, time, that individual is still the they one. They also didn't, they didn't actually necessarily have to die to be possessed, though. Like, Olivia didn't die before she was possessed. She only died once. Yeah. And the same with Natalie. Like, Natalie didn't die when she was possessed. She only died after she chopped both her arms off. But we digress. We'll, <laughs> we'll, move, <laughs> we'll move into the deaths because yeah. there is some fucking good ones. Yeah. Um, I'll, go, I'll go first with mine. Actually, that's, that's harsh. I'll go throw it out to Big Tom W. Are you going to go with your favorite or do you want to just talk about them? Um, I'm not going to go with my favorite because I think we'll all have the same favorite. I think the there's, on, there's only one that counts, I think. Um, but, and so we'll cover that off in, in a little bit. I, I just want to say, apart from my favorite, the very end one, a couple of them are just pretty standard. Eric getting stabbed to death, pretty normal. Yeah. David gets killed by Eric, stabbed in the neck, pretty normal. Um, Natalie dies of blood loss because your yeah, arms get blown off. Like Pretty normal reason to die, yep. although you unnatural way of getting into that situation um the other deaths are all pretty hectic the very first one the one we talked about the one we heard the clip of earlier getting lit on fire and then screaming at your dad and then he blows your head off with a shotgun is a, just a great sequence of great death. i, I yeah. loved all of that um and i think that's probably my second favorite of all the deaths is is that very first one 100 percent. i'm up there with that um I, I, you know it's an easy one to sort of move past and forget about because the movie goes so fucking crazy after obviously it slows down again. But it is actually a cool death. As all deaths we've gone, setting someone on fire and exploding their head with a sawn off is pretty fucking cool, especially when it's your own possessed <laughs> daughter. Um, I hope I'm never in that situation. What about <laughs> you, Woody? It's pretty, now that you mention it, it's actually pretty tough because there's really only essentially three proper deaths because mm. um, you can't count people getting possessed as, as deaths. No. Yeah, look, I know I've sort of chosen... The gore factor of Olivia face cutting. I'll probably pick that one as one of the. Well, that was the first really gnarly scene, don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah. that was very yep. gnarly. That yep. was a yep. that was a pretty Testament. that was unexpected because I wasn't expecting everyone to get possessed. I thought it was just going to be that one person. So that yeah, that one. I'll I'll have to go with that. So you're going with Olivia cutting her own face off and then getting her head smashed in with a toilet seat. Yeah, but in between, she like stabs. Good old Eric, who's read the book and unleashed hell. She stabs Eric and then proceeds to get a hypodermic needle and stab him like fucking ten times. And she looks like a robotic chicken yeah. while doing in the it. face. It's quite, it's actually and then he pulls ear, ear. he pulls the needle out of his eye socket. Yeah, I mean, it, 
just the little things like that. Like that's why you, every time you look at I look up at the screen, you're like, ooh, yeah, oh, attention. It's so real. It's so relentless. Real. Yeah, it's like, but that, that, that's that's a huge thing that like. Um, it didn't kill him, but that gore—you're just like, oh Jesus, man! <laughs> it was like a freaking pin cushion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but sorry, oh, you're. No, I'm just agreeing. I'm just living it all, living it back through it again. Yeah. I mean, we all agree that the the last death is the death. I will feast on your soul. Based on this motherfucker. <laughs> so, really strong Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes in that scene. Awesome badass line as well. Feast on this motherfucker. I, I just <laughs> had that down as best line for the movie. Oh, oh man, really? By so far. By so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is bad. Well, actually, the first one that I had down is I'm like, oh, nothing's going to beat this. Is the scene where Natalie is cutting off her own arm and she's staring at Mia possessed and is like, fuck you, bitch. And just start <laughs> hacking her arm. I'm like, man, that is gangster. That's like, pretty thug, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, it's a good death. I mean, who wants to take us through that one a little bit? It, it goes quite next level, and they don't fucking pull any punches. Any movie with just this death, folks, prepare yourself. We don't want to completely spoil it, and we can't. We can't visually, we can't no. describe it to you as bad as hectic as it is. But any movie with this death in it is immediately ten out of ten gore. Yeah. Oh, this movie is ten out of ten. One hundred percent. But without any other deaths. Yeah. It's this. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking hectic. <laughs> um, and the the thing that really makes this death stand out is we kept. Uh, we kept watching it thinking this will be the final showdown. Oh, no. oh there's, there's another sh- final showdown. And then like, oh, there's still 13 minutes left. Like, what what could be coming up? And then the final showdown is just so off the charts that it, it just – and like it's what we came to watch the movie for. Like all the other stuff was great. The jump scares were scary. The movie was good. And then you get to the end, you're like, this is why we're here. We are here for this. And that might make us sound really deranged, but I stand by it. And basically – Mia, who has been freed of the devil, faces off with the devil um, in like a one-on-one showdown to end, to basically save humanity for about t- 10 minutes. And after getting her arm crushed by a car and dr- pulling it out, pulling it out from under the car and tearing all the tendons and all the bones chopping out of her arm. Chopping off the devil's legs, their legs. Chopping off the devil's legs with a chainsaw. She then proceeds to ram a chainsaw into the face through the top of the skull of the devil. And then, Witty, what happens after that, buddy? Yeah. So she basically bisects, cuts <laughs> cuts the abomination is the, the creature, cuts it in half from the head all the way down and the abomination is lying in two halves <laughs> but its eyes are still looking. Yeah. So yeah. Creepy like, vision. Yeah. 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 yeah, bisecting is a great word. That's a great well done. Word. That's yeah. a great one. Fuck yeah. yeah! I have a lot of questions for after this. After she does this, right? After Mia ends the abomination, how does she get out of there? Well, we don't know if she does. Well, uh, also she's I, going to prison, right? Also, she's holding a a freaking nub, like her arm is. Yeah, going. that's what I'm. Well, okay. So she maybe she dies there because she's got suffered a heinous injury, hmm. but she can't. Like she's already driven one car into a lake, and the other car has flipped over. Like what he said, if they've already passed another cabin, perhaps there's other people in the area. But my question is, how come the, like, this is a big one. Why does a mortal weapon like a chainsaw cutting the thing in yeah. half kill it? That was, that was a recurring theme through this whole movie, which is different to other supernatural movies where, you know, like take Paranormal Activity, for instance, like the thing is super strong and indestructible, basically. But in this case, 
the possessed the possessed humans are still susceptible to injury by human weapons. I get that one hundred percent. But no, but that's what I mean. That's what makes it different. Like it's it there there's always a path to you know beating the thing if you just kill whatever it's, it's possessing because then it's not in possession of the dead body anymore. Whereas other other supernatural movies, the idea that you can you can never kill it is what makes it so terrifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other thing I'm I'm now just trying to remember it because it is Mia who has the final showdown and the thing takes on its on herself like it's her face looking at her at times obviously just psychologically fuck her even more than the, she's obviously going to do the next forty years in a mental institution all right but which actual body is it because it comes out of the ground completely out of the ground or is that just the devil that's how its form is yeah look I I thought at first it was her um but then. You notice that it doesn't have like it's it's exceptionally tall, very mm. long, doesn't like a candle, doesn't yeah. have like female or male features, apart from maybe the female looking face. Um, don't know. I thought it was her, but yeah, that's but huge I guess because she technically died, as Witty pointed out. That's why it got to come out. Yeah, but I guess it's just a being. Yeah, he's gonna take some form of she, he, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> gonna well, take some form, so it the, must have a body. The aftermath is the abomination sinks back into the ground, and what waits till somebody else comes along and reads the book again? And yeah, because remember, Eric tried to burn the book, and it's you cannot damage it. Yeah, so I think so. The explosion that kills Eric and Daniel. Bro Daniel yeah. is it? Wouldn't have burnt the book then. No, because nah, okay. he already tried to, he tried to burn yeah, the book so we, already. Because we at the well very end, it. the book, the f- pages all flip and it closes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. There could be a, the next one could follow on Yeah, from mm-hmm. this one. But can we just quickly talk about Eric, right? <laughs> so, like, technically, the whole fucking mess is his problem, his fault, sorry. Uh, don't read the book. It says it in big red writing. Do not read, do not open, do not do this. And he just goes, oh... And then, you know, says a couple of words and Mia gets possessed. But I tell you what, the guy bloody pays for it, mate. He gets he gets stabbed. He gets needled. He gets crowbarred through the hand. Yep. He gets nail gunned. Yeah. He gets stabbed again. He, the guy, <laughs> no, you, you get what you deserve there, Eric. Absolutely. Mate. The Darwin Award goes to fucking Eric, but boy, oh boy, he earned it. Yeah. And then he gets exploded. Well, he's dead himself, whatever the fuck ever. But also, what I don't like about Eric, although it is, it's got to be done, is he does this shit. He's like, oh no, like within himself, he's like, I fucked up royally. But he only tells someone after they murk old mate with the toilet seat. He does. He smashes her head in. Yeah, she's gonna kill yeah, me. But and they're like, what the fuck? And then he's like, I did something terrible. Yeah, no, but but like, <laughs> no one's gonna believe you, mate. No one me- thinks that's drug withdrawal. No, well they do though. <laughs> they do think not, not when Olivia gets her head smashed in because like she's not on drugs. But for me, I like she's acting strangely and trying to leave and being a weirdo. But also she's a heroin addict. Like yeah. she could be just having a like frying up inside. I'm like I don't know. So if he's like, oh, I read a book and I think she's possessed, people are like, fuck's wrong with you, stupid Jesus? Like <laughs> yeah. So it's only after like. Olivia cuts her own face off and then he smashes her head with a toilet seat. He's like, actually, like, the fuck is this? Like, yeah. what's going on here? What is and happening? What, what really shat me was that he was, he was saying, oh, so this is what's happening to her. And he was like talking it through like, we've got to do this and that. It's like, bro, you started it, man. <laughs> like, you're like, now, oh, I'm, I've, I know what to do. But you bloody started it, man. Yeah. You are the cause of and should have been the end of this bullshit. 
mate, let's let's be honest. If they had never, if they had left when they found the blood smeared trapdoor, they wouldn't. This would never have happened. No problem. Come back with Ash. You'd <laughs> <laughs> stop it there. Yeah, yeah. I did say that um, part of this movie is sort of like a metaphor for a battle with alcohol, mm-hmm. in that you never get to escape it; that it's always there, and that it changes takes different forms and as opposed to the battle of heroin well yeah i mean battle of addiction is probably a better yeah. way of putting it but like that's the, the, i did like that's what um uh, fede alvarez said when he was talking about this movie is like is that was part of when he was making it is that was what he was thinking as a sort of a representation which i think like it's a pretty good representation if you think about like people who struggle with alcohol and or drugs and they talk about how they can never like they think about it all the time all every, all day every day like imagine being trapped like that yeah, now you mention it. Yeah, it's pretty deep. I mean, that's what's happening to alcoholics. <laughs> yeah, poor sons of bitches. Poor bastards. Dropping blood, blood coming out of the sky. I just have. A, I'd rather have a fucking VB. Like, just be a piss. Dropping head. a VB down a well. <laughs> Sorry to everyone out there. All right. Uh, all right. You got anything else, fellas? Uh, how about budget, boys? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You go... F- oh, I'll go first. You went first last time. All right. All right. Budget to make. Mm. Now, there was no CGI. I'm going to go $6 million to make, and I reckon it grossed $25 million. We're going 6 and 25 6 to make, 25 gross. I'm going to go with 10 to make, 45 gross. I think this was a really anticipated movie. Yep. So remember your guesses. Yeah. Seventeen million to make. Oh. Which you, you look when you get that number, you're like, yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair enough. Do you know what, you know what I realised? We really have no idea how much it costs <laughs> to make a movie. No, fuck no. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We just pick numbers that seem big. Six 100%. million dollars, <laughs> dude. No idea. Um, <laughs> this movie made ninety-seven point five million dollars. What? Wow. Mm. Wowza. That's good That's money. 30, what, 30 years after, 20 years after the um, evil, uh, the Army of Darkness. Mm. So there's still a big enough cult following that people came. Also, it was beefed up as the horror movie of the year oh, wow. at the time. Shit, it must be up there. What else came out in 2013? Like that, like supernatural shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, probably probably Paranormal Activity. And- yeah, one of them would have come out or some shit. But um, 17 million made what? 97. Yeah. I won't even try and fucking work out exactly how much that is. 80 million? They got up. Yeah. yeah they came out on They got top. way up. Nope. And uh, yeah. I wonder if they're making another one. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just realized. Did we find seven. out whether that's already out or? Uh, has it? No. It says 22. Release was pushed to 22. But if it were released or coming soon, it would give you a date. So there's nothing. 100%. Happening. No, fair enough. But uh, look, we're burning down 22. Um, we are. Also, didn't know Sam Raimi uh, directed. The recent Doctor Strange movie. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible movie. No, it's Haven't seen it. Won't make a comment. That's his first directing role in nine years. Okay. Hmm. Well, he should try again because it was very bad. <laughs> well, well, well we don't need any. <laughs> Let's just enjoy the movie. Living is a living <laughs> <is> a miracle. <laughs> we just watched. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, thanks for joining us on the Wild Horseman Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Wild Horseman Podcast. And we're all on Instagram. I'm at Tom Wildy. Ollie is at Wildy Ollie. And Witty is at Witty151. And if you like what we're doing here, hit the subscribe button, tell family and friends, and leave a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps us get the show out there. If you do leave a review or an email suggestion, we'll send you a prize. They're on their way, so please get involved. And you can hit us up at 
to wildhorseman at gmail.com or on our socials and we'll stick, stick your movie on the list. And until next time, we are the Horsemen. Thank you.